What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Myself and my boy Kenton Gibbs are back here to give you another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. We are getting further in the transfer portal. Another big name has come across our desk uh, right after I said it likely wouldn't. I was immediately proven otherwise, but we got a lot to talk about in terms of the portal. Uh, the, the NCAA basketball tournament is raging on. We just saw our final four form today. Great tournament so far. We'll touch a little bit on that. And NC State baseball. I told you not to hit the panic button. Maybe start looking at it. Still don't touch it yet, but we'll get into that. Uh, all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Grace, welcome in. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Grace. Go ahead. I was going to say, welcome in, everybody. Happy Monday. Today is March the 27th. Uh, I can't believe the month of March is almost over because March Madness began, what, last week? And yeah, now we're talking about the Final Four. Kenton, how are you doing on this fine Monday? You know, I'm wonderful. I am so interested to see so many fan bases that it, it is so interesting to me that every fan base that tells me that the, the refs don't matter and that the officiating has nothing to do with anything, they always come back saying that the refs have screwed them. What a time. What a time to be alive. But, yeah, I'm, I'm great as always. How about yourself, Grayson? I'm doing well. Uh, what a what a March Madness tournament we, we have gotten here. One of the craziest in maybe as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, you have, a, you have a Final Four here with – Two five seeds, a four seed, and a nine seed, if I got that all correct. Um, unbelievable tournament. You know, I, I tend to make my bracket each year. Uh, have you? I'm assuming you've heard of the Ken Palm trend, where based on the offensive efficiency and the defensive efficiency, there's only a select amount of teams that can win. Well, that trend mm-hmm. has been broken for this year. We're going to have a winner that does not abide by those rules. Uh, so that's new and exciting for... I think 14 out of the last 15 winners have have fallen under that category. So that uh, that proves what a insane tournament we've had uh, so far, so and so forth. You know, I think one of the most interesting things about this tournament so far has been that not a single number one seed reached the elite eight. Not a yep. single one seed reached the elite eight. That to me was like, I mean, of course, who could have saw Purdue going down to um, Farley Dickerson? Or I don't. What was the name of that university? <laughs> Fairly Dickinson head coach saw it because he was talking that talk before they saw him. He was. He 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 said, you know, I want him to see this. The more more I watch, the more I think we beat him. And oh, they proved him right. He caught his shot. It ended up working out for him. But um, it, it was very interesting to see uh, kind of that go down in that in that regard. In terms of again, all of the top teams out fairly early. Nobody, not a single top team made it past. A single one seed made it past Sweet 16. That was just like, what's going on? What's happening here? But, man, I, I – and the other thing that I want to say here, I believe that, you know, people called me names and yelled at me when I said NIL will actually help the smaller schools. Uh, and everybody called me all types of everything except a good Christian and said I was stupid and said, oh, you're – you, you, the rich will just get richer and da, 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 da. And I said, well, 
I don't know. I mean, in basketball especially, you're going to see the players, the teams with players who stuck around for three to four years, they're going to be experienced senior, junior, upperclassmen-laden teams that when the tournament comes around, the lights may not get too bright for them the same way it will for an 18-year-old. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. And now, lo and behold, you know, everybody told me that the Blue Bloods were going to take it, and we got massive basketball royalty in the house with the mighty Florida Atlantic University Owls. Mm. What massive, a run. Massive blue blood energy with the Miami Hurricane. Who We all saw that coming in the beginning of this season. We said that there's going to be two Florida teams in the final four, FAU and Miami. And who could forget, again, the powerhouse, the producers of Kawhi Leonard, San Diego State. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee. Oh, uh, again, NIL has smothered the small schools, and that's why we're looking at what we're looking at. And, and of course, UConn, who actually is a brand name, unironically, unironically, unsarcastically, they actually are a pretty big brand name. But everybody else, I mean, whew, you talk about a draw. You, you talk about travel well. You talk about fans that are going to fill the stands and millions watching. Oh, those are the teams, baby. All the alumni supporting the world, those schools. But anywho, lo and behold, I was right. NIL has not destroyed college and, and made it so that only the best teams win every year. Congratulations. So that's that's my takeaway from this tournament. Anything that you think, looking at how crazy this tournament has been? Yeah, I mean, NIL, it certainly hasn't. I Well, okay, first of all, I do also think it's a good thing, and it, it's not going to destroy college sports. But mm-hmm. I still think it's too soon to even see, like, a, a large-scale impact by that because it's still so relatively new. Right. But, you know, the, the potential for these smaller schools to be able to have, you know, bigger-name players and, I guess, kind of coerce them to stay in town for one year, maybe two years, and, you know, you maybe you'll get a run like a Florida Atlantic going all the way to the final four when they've never won a tournament game before. Mm-hmm. It just, it creates such an insanely uh, unique product where, you know, you have a final four about to happen and I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, even these sweet 16 and elite eight games, the game, the teams you thought were like, you know, Creighton against San Diego state Creighton's been probably, you know, they've been a strong team all year. I don't see how they're going to blow this game. They blew it. You know, it's, it's 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 all over the place. But, you know, I think uh, this is a perfect segue into our first main talking point in another thing that's already affecting the landscape of college sports is the transfer portal. And, of course, we just talked about this in our last episode uh, that Evie Dewan is going to be leaving us for maybe greener pastures in his eyes. Uh, and I was immediately proven wrong because I said that we will likely have Jack Clark next year. Instantly blew up in my face. Uh, Jack Clark announced on Friday that he will also be hitting uh, the transfer portal, and he's going to be looking for a new home as well. This surprised me, and I'll be very blunt about that. I didn't see, you know, there's there's certain names that would have come up, and if they entered, I would have been like, I get it. I, I can see why. Jack Clark, and maybe this is kind of conceited for me to say this, this feels like a mistake for him. It, and you you talked about this last episode. There's some there's some players in these situations where it's like, what more could you want? You came from a, a mid-major school that's not akin to very much success. 
you come into a a power five school in the ACC known for good basketball and outside of being injured for a little over a month you got some pretty big time minutes what more could you want I mean you made you made impactable differences when you're on the floor maybe you know I'm sure there's a lot more to it in maybe he disagrees with how you know Keats schemes and he saw himself in a different role than he was given yada 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 I just feel personally that I I don't know what else he could want. I don't know what exactly he's looking for, but Jack Clark will be moving on from the basketball team. And the the question becomes for me, like I've always said about, you know, all the players who are transferring and, and asking like, all right, what's the better situation for you? What, what is the greener pasture out there for you? Right. When I look at Jack Clark and I look at kind of how everything played out and, and worked out with him, I mean, for the most part, like, really, what what do you want? What more is there for you to to go and do and go and get? Like, and I'm not even being uh, sarcastic here. For a majority of the season, when you were healthy, you were a starter. Not only were you a starter, you were playing very, very big minutes, averaging 27 minutes a game, getting up plenty of shots. What is it? that you want that you're not necessarily seeing out of out of this situation with NC State. What is it? Because again, I I don't see a world where all of a sudden, you know, you you move on to wherever you're moving on and and just become like an all-world beater or, you know, a, a 30 point a game guy. Again, there are certain players that like you see the flashes and you kind of see that the coach is like, all right, reel it in a bit. Where you're like, mm, maybe potentially, maybe the, the coach is holding him back a little bit. Sure. I don't really see that with Jack Clark. I, I don't. I think that he was really good defensively. I think he was good about. And to me, the thing that is so interesting about Jack Clark leaving is he plays a very risky style of defense. He jumps passing lanes. He's not afraid to reach. He's not afraid to get handsy. Coach Keats allows that. He allows that at a high level. I don't know where else you're going to go where, again, you're going to get big minutes. You're going to take more shots. The coach is going to allow you to play very aggressive defensively. I mean, and with a higher pedigree, I'm guessing, or or with, I don't, I don't know what the case may be, because there could also be a, a you know, a Shaquille Moore situation uh, where, I mean, for Shaq Moore, it was alleged that him and him and Coach Keith never quite set horses, as they say. Uh, so. Made, made sense there, and maybe this is another one of those things. But if we're talking from a basketball purely on-court standpoint, I don't know. I don't know how much better it gets for him. Maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah, it's it's concerning for me too because with the the departures that we have, obviously you have Jarkel. He's he's aged out of his eligibility. Still haven't heard from Traquavion Smith, but that I mean that seems all but decided already that he will be moving on. Mm-hmm. You. You look around and you're like, well, Jack Clark is going to be getting a bigger role next year. Yeah. And for him to kind of look at that on the table and be like, eh, you know what? I'm going to look somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. That that really did catch me by surprise. So best of luck to Jack Clark. Didn't see this coming. But, I mean, this is the reality. We're going to have to do more shopping now in the portal than maybe we had uh, already anticipated. But while we're on the topic of March Madness, the Built Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar, Puff. And now's the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. 
Kenton, we've been plugging these for so long that I had to go and try them for myself. And after trying them myself, I'm going to be voting for the cookies and cream bar. And if you want the cookies and cream bar to win as well, then you better get online and vote for that bar as well. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. You even got to pay for it. You get it in the mail for free. But not only that, one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription, a full year to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You have got to try built. I, like I said, I had to go out and see for myself and they delivered. You got to try built. It is the best protein bar I've ever had. And I've, I'm kind of a protein bar guy growing up playing baseball. The time I was always on the road getting, you know, you know, popping in and out of gas stations, need a protein bar. I wish I had built back in the day, but they are so amazing. You won't even think they're good for you, but what makes them good? Kenton, you might be wondering, well, for starters, they're high in protein, low in sugar and covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. So run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. So, Grayson, I, I want to get into what kind of, you know, we talked about the transfer Portland players leaving, but now, obviously, the transfer Portland players potentially coming in. I mean, when we look at guys who came in last year, immense immediate impact, right? Um, Jarkel Joyner being the, the first name that you think of, a guy who, was an all-conference performer, uh, DJ Burns being another guy that you look at and say, hey, he balled out. We're expecting him to do big things next year. Mahorchich, before he got injured, was a stabilizing force and presence in that front court. Jack Clark, who's now transferring out, when he was healthy, he was really good here. So I'm, I'm going to look at some of the folks that we're going to be looking at to replace or some of the folks that we've been connected with already in terms of replacing these guards that we have leaving because, again, Jarkel aged out. Jaquavian, I mean, we all but announced at this point. Um, and with that being said, we're going to have a lot of minutes and a lot of shots available, which, again, made it a little confusing that Jack Clark was leaving with all those shots available. But I digress. With that being said. My. We, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just no, say yeah. my take kind of uh, on the transfer portal coming into this next season I think there's even more pressure on Keats to knock it out of the park again with the transfer portal because coming off of your worst year ever, the expectations are kind of all over the place and people are saying, well, you know, he's got to do something here to keep his job. Well, he did well enough to make it to the tournament. And ultimately, I think for this season, that was the goal. But now you've made it to the tournament. That's no longer the goal. you got to shoot higher than that. And so you got to get back in the portal and go harder than you did this past season. And you have more spots to fill, I think, or at least more important spots to fill. Because, again, your two, your two main guards are out of town. You have a lot of shots, a lot of minutes, and with Jack Clark leaving, a lot of rebounds that you got to go shopping for. And so it's going to get real interesting real quick as we hear more and more on the portal here in these coming weeks. Absolutely. And some of the players that we've been uh, stated to be in connect with so far, especially in the backcourt, is what I'm going to be looking at today. Uh, but we've been listed in connection with some guys, 
on the lines of Jalen Cohn out of Northern Arizona, uh, who originally was a, a guy that was at Virginia Tech, Bobby Pettyford out of uh, Kansas, Javon Small out of ECU. You know, these are the two guys that we've been talked about uh, being along the lines with so far. And, and when I look at these guys, I say to myself, I could see it. I could see it for a lot of them. But Bobby Pettyford is a name that you in particular were very high on. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Tell me what made you so excited when you heard his name in connection with NC State. Absolutely. I know, I know for one, this is not exactly that relevant, but he's very tight with Breon Pass. And so when you mm-hmm. have a, a player on the team already that can kind of help out in that recruiting process, that helps me get a little more excited. But Bobby Pettiford is a big-time name coming out of high school. He's a North Carolina kid who wound up at Kansas. And I don't remember if we were that kind of high up on his radar coming out of high school. But I know, I believe he was originally uh, committed to Louisville. And then with all the uh, the hubbub that was going there, going on there, he decided to look elsewhere. But he's a, he's a highly talented point guard. He's a high flyer. He's a good passer. He's a good decision maker. He can hit shots. He's kind of everything you'd want in a point guard. And he just hasn't gotten a chance to showcase himself because he's buried underneath talent at Kansas. Well, he decided enough was enough, and he wants to be somebody. He wants to make a bigger name for himself. I can't say as I blame him. And so I think at least, I mean, it makes sense for us to say this, but we seem like a good option here. We're losing our two point guards here. You're a North Carolina kid. You're looking for a place to make a name. For yourself hello Raleigh will be a nice landing spot for you you you've seen I mean with with a with a a best a best friend on the team you know firsthand how how fast this fan base will latch on to you if you if you go out and you make it happen you're high effort high energy and you're a good decision maker we will love you and again does that at the end of the day does that have that big of an emphasis on a player no I mean he wants to go where he can best uh, you know, develop himself so he can make it to the next level. But right. Bobby Pettiford, hello, come see us. We got room for you. And you know, I'll leave you know it there. I, but you know who I think of a lot when I think about Bobby Pettiford and and what he brings in and, and what he could potentially turn into. I look at a Casey Marcel a little bit because there it's it's a situation where Bobby Pettiford has been described as a rugged defender, all that good stuff but the offense just in there leaves a lot to be desired. But wasn't that also the knock set on Casey Marcel coming in? And now right. he's bringing that rugged defense. He's bringing all the things. He's bringing all of those intangibles and all the leadership and the headiness with 40% three-point shooting now. So if you get in the gym, these it's, it's clear. I'm not saying the NC State has a great shot doctor or something behind the scenes, but you've seen the blueprint for a player like you can turn into this. And I'm going to tell you this. I really and truly believe that Casey Morsell is going to take a step next year that is going to make everybody say, okay, wait a minute now, hold on. I think that he's going to play a much more prominent role and, and be one of the leaders of this team, not only um, via the, the way that he defends and the, the consistency, I think he's going to be one of the leaders in terms of scoring, in terms of, of volume of production. I think that he's going to be one of those ones next year that, you know, and with a guard like a Bobby Pettiford to go with him, I, that that could be a really good thing for NC State. That could be a really, really good thing for NC State. Me personally, I'm looking at all these guys that, that we've been mentioned in connection with, and I love Javon Small. 
I love him. I love his game. He is, he's a guy that when I watch him play, I just, it it's jumps off. He jumps off the screen to me, not just because of the ability to score inside the arc, be crafty, find different ways to finish all that good stuff. But also the fact that, I mean, before he got hurt, uh, and I believe it was a, a lower body injury that ended his season early, but before he got hurt, it was like, he was fearless on the inside, would do whatever it took. Now, of course, you want that jump shot to come along, but his craftiness not only with finishing, but with passing. And not only that craftiness, the willingness to, again, sacrifice your body to go get in the paint, go do the dirty work, go rebound. Mm, that's a guy. That's a guy that I look at and I say to myself, he's cut from a different cloth. That If he can stay healthy, that is the type of guard that's going to put up those Jarkel Joyner-like numbers. Absolutely. And I'll, I, so I'll mention two guys I've been hearing uh, quite frequently, and they're both from Kinston. So two more North Carolina boys uh, mm-hmm. that hopefully maybe we can uh, send a little flyer out there, float a little note. Hey, come on home. Uh, but the first is Damian Dunn. He's a guard from Temple. He was an All-American Conference player this year. Uh, he averaged 15.3. He had his career best season. Uh, and he's I think he's used four four seasons of eligibility. So he's still got some time left and available. Come on home, man. Uh, I saw an article uh, very briefly looking through it, but he was discussing how cool it would be to play closer to home where his family can come see him. Because being up in Temple, up in Philadelphia, I understand that's a a bit of a a time commitment for the family to run up and down the East Coast whenever you play. But Damian Dunn, I think he would make a great addition. Again, if you're getting all-conference honors, maybe your stock is as high as it's ever been when you're jumping in the transfer portal. And another guy, I'm very excited about the possibility of this. Maybe it's petty, maybe it's not, but listen, hear me out. Dontrez Styles from UNC, mm-hmm. another Kinston boy. He was we were on him hot coming out of high school. I if I'm not mistaken, his uh his ultimate choice came down to NC State and UNC, and he chose the boys in baby blue. But now he's hitting the portal. How great would it be to eat off their plate? When their when their program is in, I don't want to call them. I don't want to say hot water, because being as it's UNC, they'll probably figure out a way to be good good again. But while they're down, to be able to eat off their plate would be delicious, delicious, oh, absolutely. absolutely. And Dontrez is another guy, very talented coming out of high school, but just hasn't had the chance to fully prove himself at the next level again. We got a lot of minutes that just opened up, a lot of PT to go around, and we got a lot of needs on our shopping list. I think Don Trez would be high up on that shopping list if we're trying to find some home runs in the portal here. Absolutely. And again, I think that the biggest thing that we have, a lot of teams have minutes. A lot of teams have um, the the opportunity to play at a, a big-time school. How many of those teams don't have a definite hey, this is our leader of the pack in terms of perimeter scoring. This is going to be our guy, locked down, nailed down for sure and for certain because our two guys who took the lion's share of the shots are gone. Even if Casey doubled his shot production from last year in terms of volume, we're looking at what, 14 shots a game? I mean, if that, I like, you're looking at a situation where, again, a guard, two guards who could come in and, and have effects right away on this team, I'm not saying that you're looking at, you know, as many shots as you want, but coach, 
Coach Keats has shown that he's not afraid to give the green light. And when he gives it, you're going to have it for quite some time. That that green light ain't going to leave you for a little bit. That green light is going to be right there with you for quite a bit of time. So to me, I'm looking at this team. And again, I'm saying to myself, at the end of the day, there are a ton, a ton, a ton. Yeah. So Casey Morcell, if you doubled his shot production from last year, you're looking at 13.2 shots. There are a ton of opportunities to score the ball, to distribute, to be the primary ball handler on the break, to be the guy with the ball in your hands when the game is online. Those opportunities are there. Those opportunities are there. Because I, I said this before, and for whatever reason, nobody corrected me on this. I kept getting uh, Beekman and, and Shedrick from Virginia UVA mixed up, and nobody ever called me on it until like three days ago. But that's another story for another time. I said, DJ Burns only saw really good shot blockers two, three times this season. I want to say Edwards, Cedric, and um, Cockburn. Two of those three games, he struggled mightily. That's just the reality. Love me some DJ Burns. I think that when he comes back next year, if he develops a right hand, congratulations, Sayonara, there's your ACC player of the year. But with that being said, if that does not happen, uh, guards this is a destination this should be a, a spot where you want to land at and i'm betting that uh whatever guards we do get to come in at least one of them is going to have to be one of the leaders of the show in terms of uh in terms of scoring shooting ball handling just being the assist man all that and i feel like that's a safe bet it is a safe bet and you know where you can place safe bets that was a great transition kenton fan duel March Madness is heating up. Maybe it's hot as it's ever been with the tournament work we have going on at the moment. We just got our final four finalized, and there's no better place to get on get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, a whole stack. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't even win. You get that back in bonus bets. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on anything from money line to point spreads, and you can pick which team you think is going to cut down the net in Houston next weekend. This is all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't miss your shot to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So, Grayson, we're about to land this thing, but I think, in short, just like the refs giveth and the refs taketh away, as we saw today, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away, okay? We've had our fair share of losses in the portal. You know, we've, we've seen um, a good amount of players leaving. I wouldn't be, like you said before, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more players leave but again, at the end of the day, this is a, a game of, you know, what do you what can you do with building teams quickly? Especially at, at our level of this ball game, you know, the mid-majors kind of get to keep their guys around for four or five years. At a at a power six school, that's a little different, especially considering, I mean, if you get us uber talented, excuse me, if you get an uber talented player, a la Tequavian Smith. They're going to be here for a year, two, three tops, three tops. You're not getting more than three. 
out of a guy like Jaquavian. And so it becomes incumbent to say, um, you know, where can you find the, the value players? Where can you find players that fit into your system uh, that you can go get? I mean, that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Larry's and your Joe's. And the, the portal has shown us that time and time again. I feel like we could say that same thing about this last season. I didn't see anything that crazy or different out of Coach Keats this year. Don't get me wrong. They did run set plays a little bit more than they did last year. But aside from that, there was a ton of the same stuff that we saw before. I mean, it was just better Larry's and Joe's executing the stuff before, from before. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to need Larry, Joe, maybe Curly and Mo as well. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna if we're gonna make it back to the tournament, because again, I want to reiterate, the stakes for Keats are now higher. You've managed to find success in the portal and get back to the tournament. That was great for this year. Moving forward, just that is not good enough. You right. have to make it and make some noise. We want to see some noise in the ACC tournament as well. You have to do more from here on out. So again, I hope he's keeping them roads hot. Because we're gonna need some dogs to uh, to pluck out of the portal if we're gonna keep this thing rolling. You got to strike while the iron is hot. You just had success after an incredibly down year. What a fun basketball team we were able to assemble here in twenty two twenty three. You have to be able to build on that. Like the rest of his career here in Raleigh is incumbent on being successful this coming season. I would bet on that. And you know, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Last year there were. And again, talking to the loud or talking about, I'm not talking to the majority of Wolfpack fans. So most Wolfpack fans, you can cover your ears, go la, 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 la at this point of the show. The loud minority is not going to be happy regardless, right? There's every game we lose, fire keep, da, da, da. Okay, sure. But the majority of Wolfpack fans, all right, stop la, la, la now. The majority of Wolfpack fans who are reasonable, who expect uh, things that are, you know, common sense, it's common sense to build upon a good year. That's common sense. It was nonsensical for people to say, oh, last year was a terrible year, but this year he should have went to the Sweet 16 or better. Come on. Knock it off. Yeah. That's you, not I think you were, you're asking a little much there. Weed may be legal in multiple parts of the country, but it's not here in North Carolina recreationally yet. So knock it off. No, but seriously, um, it's it's one of those things that just makes you say, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. And now that, like you said, the success has been shown. It's possible. It's doable. He can be the guy to do it. Now the expectation ramps up. Now there's going to be more expected of you. So we'll we'll see what Coach Keats can, do, can get done when there's a little bit more pressure, not just from, all right, average year and you're fired, when there's pressure for you got to succeed now. You've got to go beyond um, the, the first round of the NCAA tournament to make us proud. So we'll see how that goes down next season. We'll see who we can get out the portal. We'll see all that and more coming up here, but thank y'all so very much for coming out. Wolfpack nation. We appreciate you every single time y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love y'all. And as always go pack, go pack. You are locked on NC state. Your daily podcast on the NC state Wolfpack. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team, Every day.